you got into business to pursue your passion, not to worry about insurance. But the reality is every business faces risks and you need to make sure that your business is protected. Insurance doesn't have to be complicated and learning some basic risk mitigation principles like how to develop a business continuity plan can go a long way. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market. Think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world. Free Shipping Tuesdays are back with Canada Post. Every solutions for small business member can send one parcel free every Tuesday in October. Visit canadapost.ca forward slash free Tuesdays to learn how you can ship for free this October. So you want to grow your business. Now what? MailChimp's all-in-one marketing platform. That's what. It has all the marketing tools you need in one place so you can save time and money. And it's powered by a marketing CRM so you can collect, organize, and understand your audience data and make smarter marketing choices. MailChimp. That's what. Learn more at MailChimp.com. A real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host, Rivers Corbett, on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes google play music and wherever else you listen to podcasts you know one of the great things i love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them and that's why i started go forth garage go forth garage is all about providing you with the resources the coaching the mentorship the programs to help you in your business just check us out at goforthgarage.com. That's goforthgarage.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show where we talk to entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast and actually right around the planet. We've got some really cool listeners in really remote areas like as far away as Australia and India. Welcome to the podcast. And today, just really thrilled to have Ignacio Atati on the Startup Canada podcast. Ignacio is the quality assurance analyst, IT solutions delivery at Sovereign Insurance. It's based in California. Calgary. Ignacio moved to the U.S. in 2003, studying telecommunications and specializing in IT management. In 2011, he decided to take the leap into, drumroll please, entrepreneurship by founding his first company selling surveillance camera and providing maintenance services. A year later, he expanded the company 
and became part of a consortium to offer more security-related services, such as integration with alarm systems, security guard services, and more. Then only another year later, because most entrepreneurs, we just keep on going, he founded his second company in audio components based on a request from an existing client. Listen to your clients for sure. 2014, Ignacio relocated to Calgary, where he got a job as a business analyst with Sovereign Insurance, and two years later, later an opportunity presented itself and he became the first assurance quality assurance analyst in the organization today ignacio continues to play an integral role at sovereign as part of its qa team on today's show we're going to talk to our friend ignacio about what he believes will make you a successful entrepreneur and of course his passion for relationship building technology and security ignacio my friend welcome to the startup canada podcast show Thank you, Rivers. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be part of the show. Uh, I've listened to some of your podcasts, and I just love it. So cool. I'm very excited to be part of this. Well, we're, we're really honored to have you here. And, uh, of course, uh, being associated with Sovereign, is, it's, it's just all-around great stuff. But I want to dive in first to Ignacio, the entrepreneur. What made you want to become an entrepreneur? And did you just, did you just see an opportunity in Venezuela and decide to jump on it? How did that all come together? Well, uh, not really. I didn't see an opportunity right uh, after college, um, but my dad was an entrepreneur. So I thought, you know what, if he did it, I can probably do the same. So after right after university, I moved back to Venezuela and I started working for a small uh, IT uh, outsourcing company. Um, and by building relationships and talking to the clients, I realized that there was a, a, a niche market that we needed to attack. And I basically made a very bold move and I went uh, and talked to the president of the company uh, that I was working for and I said to him, you know what, uh, one of the biggest issues that this country has is security. Uh, it's not a very safe country and everyone is trying to solve the problem some way or another. So I said, a lot of people are asking me about surveillance cameras, alarm systems and those kind of things. What do you think about uh, maybe starting a new company or, or providing the same services within this company? And he said, I like where your head is going. Um, let's do something. Uh, propose a, a business case and we'll go about it. We'll, we'll just uh, sit down and, and analyze it a little bit more. So uh, I got a loan from my uncle. I decided to uh, go to that conversation as ready as I could. And he just loved the whole idea. So it was a bold move because I basically had to quit my job as a project manager back then and become basically a co-founder of this uh, new company. So yeah, we started selling uh, surveillance cameras, but I saw from the beginning that that was not the only thing we could do. There was a lot more there. So I was just honestly just seizing the opportunity. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's obviously about mindset more than anything. And, you know, people always get into this conversation, oh, I don't want to leave a secure job uh, by becoming, you know, my own boss. And I think what you've just uh, identified there is you saw an opportunity and decided to dive into it and uh, obviously grow your own company and had the success that you uh, that you did. So walk us through that second company where you went from the first, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs are talking about focus 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 so how do we turn around and uh, then then say i'm going to build another one or did you do it at the same time did you stop and uh, and start this one and, and leave the other one to somebody else to run what, what was that part 
Yeah, no. So after, well, it took me uh, about a year and a half to to build this company, uh, and then, um, like like you said in the introduction uh, before, um, I, I was I became part of a consortium um, because we we needed to offer more services to our clients because they were always asking for them. So my clients would come to me and they would say, Yeah, we absolutely love working with you guys. We have the integration with the alarm systems, but what about security guards? What about um, bodyguard services? What about armor car services? Because like I said before, it's a very dangerous country. So I started looking into it and got the right people, started talking to them, and we just built this uh, uh, consortium, which, you know what, it was it was a great experience for me. I got mm. to work with a lot of different people. And after a year and a half, uh, I had one of my clients came to me and he said, you know what, we have pretty much every service with you guys, <laughs> meaning uh, myself and uh, the guy that used to be uh, my my supervisor or uh, the person of the company that I used to work for. And he said, you know what, I'm looking for someone to install uh, audio systems in our supermarket. Do you know anyone? And I was like, well, you know what, give me some time. Let me do the research and see if I can find someone. And guess what? That someone was the man me. in the mirror. <laughs> I basically, yeah, I basically just uh, hired a, 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 an audio engineer, um, uh, put together a whole team of people, and yeah, it, it just became. It was just like that. Uh, it came through a, a conversation, and then the funny thing is, and I, I didn't mention this before to you, but one thing led to another and then that same uh, company that same client they asked me uh, do you know anyone that can do jingles <laughs> and i was like hmm you know what i know a lot of musicians Neat. so again i put together another <laughs> team another group of people and we started doing jingles yeah. so you know what? Again, it's it's all about seizing the opportunity yeah. and do not let it pass it, right? I love that story, Ignacio, because it, it relates very very near and dear to one of my journeys as an entrepreneur. Uh, I I, uh, I hate to cook, but I have built a company that's still going where we provide chefs to organizations to, uh, to do consulting, cooking classes, catering, whatever that happens to be. Anyway, I used to get asked, asked the question too, well, can you guys do this yep <laughs> it was always my answer because i appreciated the opportunity to be asked and the last thing you want to do is to say no and then figure it out six days later that you could have said yes the other neat thing that comes out of what you just said too and i know we're going to talk about relationships here in a bit is that that person that individual that uh, you had the client trusted you you had credibility with it was a he or she he yeah, he. And so he trusted you to be able to solve a problem. He didn't really care how you did it. He just trusted you because of how you've been able to build that relationship up to that point. Can you talk a little bit about about how you developed that relationship with that individual to the point that uh, this is what was happening? Was, there, was it a strategy? Was it natural? Can you talk about that? Yeah, no, you, you touched on a very good point there. And, and the word that comes to mind really quick here is trust. I mean, we know that to build any good relationship, you have to be honest. And that honesty will take you to gaining someone's trust, right? Um, so, I mean, this guy was literally trusting me with his life because mm. he, he hired our bodyguard services too. And he literally had all of our services. So it was all about gaining his trust and you know what sometimes 
we would not even make money out of some of the um, things that we were doing, but I was just making sure that he was satisfied with our services, mm-hmm. and therefore we we gained his trust. And you know what? From there, then on, it was just like a snowball effect. You know? Yeah. And who else is he going to go to? Because he already has that trust factor. It's same same as you know your mom or dad. <laughs> they don't know everything, but you sure go to them because you trust that they're going to guide you in the right direction. So I really appreciate that story. A quick exit to that uh, to that story are you still associated with those companies in some way shape or form or or do you exit and if you did how did you do that yeah no i uh in 2013 i i got engaged um and then Mm -hmm. decided to move to canada so right before moving to canada i sold all of my shares of all of the companies um and i was an advisor for about six months after leaving Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not associated with them in any way, shape, or form anymore. Uh, I still keep in touch with them, even though we're in separate sure. countries. But, yeah, no, I, I just sold everything. Yeah, good for you. Well, congratulations on that journey. And, uh, you know, many entrepreneurs go through a while before they have that first uh, first win, let alone two. So it says a lot about your your uh, your uh, uh, intuition uh, initially in being an entrepreneur, but obviously you're, you learned about the journey as you went along the way. Um I want to. I want to build. I want to. I want to talk some more about you know your thoughts on what makes a great entrepreneur based on your experiences uh, through that, but also where you are with the sovereign and so on. But I want to dive back into that relationship piece. You have done what many people would say. Oh my gosh, is that ever scary? And that's the fact that you have lived, studied, and worked in three different countries. And you know, I always admire. Uh, in the city I live in, we see Koreans, we see Syrians, Iranians, and so on, and, and Chinese who come to the city. They don't even know the language, let alone the culture and so on. So how do you weave in? Uh, I mean, how do you approach going into these different uh, countries? Uh, is, did you have a strategy? You dive in? Uh, can you help people who are looking at doing business in other countries really understand those those strategic approaches to it and maybe some nuances that you think are important? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said before, uh, building relationships is just uh, a key element in, in any business and building absolutely any business. Everyone knows that to build a good relationship, one of the main things is honesty. Uh, and you need to be consistent. You need to walk the talk, right? Um, and I would say one thing that one people tend to forget um, is uh, body language. When we, when we are communicating mm. with people, if your body language shows a close off person, then mm. no one will want to approach you in any way, right? Uh, now, Love if it. body language shows an approachable person with the right attitude, you will engage in multiple conversations and you never know where those conversations may lead you. Uh, so we open uh, minded, uh, it may open doors for you in the future. Uh, so yeah, the idea is to just build meaningful, meaningful recipro- reciprocal uh, relationships and through those relationships, you need to sell yourself, market yes. yourself. And eventually, that will lead you to selling your products and services. If the approach is the other way around, you know what? It's not going to work. It's just too aggressive. And, yes. and you're, you haven't gained their trust just yet, right? So mm-hmm. let me ask you something. I mean, what happens when a salesperson approaches you? What, what goes through your mind? Well, they're going to try to, uh, they're going to, one, the appropriate thing, the thing I think, okay, they're going to try to sell me something. And my natural reaction, because I've been trained in this way, is to push them away because they're salespeople. 
Exactly. That, so that's what I mean. If you if the approach is the other way around, you gain their trust first, you, you approach them in a casual conversation and then take your time with that relationship, build it mm. first, gain mm. their trust. And then you like I said before, you sell yourself, sell yourself, sorry, before you can actually sell your product or service. That way is just a lot easier. You're not really selling a product, right? So, um the and, and I you know a couple of things come out of that. One is the word you know the reference to the body language. I've never heard that referenced, and I've done a lot of interviews for uh, with entrepreneurs before, and we talked about different strategies that people use, but not one has referenced the body language piece. And you're sorry, something as simple as crossed arms, uh, you know, the way that your 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 brow is, uh, is 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 crunched, the way that you're standing, all those sorts of things sends messages. I mean, business is a dating game, and you know, when when you first met your wife, there was a dance going on with body language, probably before you even started to have that initial conversation. I'm only a Ignacio, but you seem like the little bit of a dancer yourself in that regard. So, uh, but can you talk about the, the business world as a dating game, a dance in, in uh, how we approach it? I think that's a great comparison, to be <laughs> honest. Um, you know what? I, I always tell the story uh, when I when I used to uh, go to different events, just networking events, we can call it that way, sure. to try to get clients. Um it almost felt like dating because you would go to wine tastings or you would go to uh, restaurants. Uh, they had special events or you would go to sporting events uh, and things like that. And the whole idea was to approach people, uh, perhaps people that you already knew and see if they could introduce you to that someone that you wanted to talk to. Mm, right. That's right. Yes. Because, <laughs> because you wanted to build that relationship because you knew what that person had to offer. Yeah. So that comparison that you just hat there is just absolutely perfect oh, dude. could not agree with that more i love it i yeah, again i never thought about it that way of course it's like can you introduce me to that person that is so brilliant we do it all the exactly. time exactly that's really cool well thank you for sharing that uh you and by the way what you also did here is you asked me a question i'm kind of like well who's doing the interview here now this is turning around. <laughs> it's a good job um Okay, so you've been you've been on the uh, on the entrepreneur side, and then you moved into, if I could call it that, you know, the job side. How uh, talk to me about that transition, and uh, you know, some of the things that you might have taken to from your journey as an entrepreneur to what it is you're doing right now with Sovereign. Of course, yeah. So uh, at the beginning, I mean, you need to adapt to a new culture. Uh, because every single company has their own cultures and even subcultures, right? So it, it's a it, it's very different. Uh, you need to come in and you're the new guy and you just need to ask the right questions. Uh, but again, it comes down to building relationships and getting to know the right people, getting to know um, how to work with those people, collaborate and getting used to that culture. And the sooner you get uh, into that culture, the more engaged you are then the more successful you'll be. So that transition for me was quite easy uh, in the sense that I came in, I was open to to meeting new people, um, open to new challenges. And even though I uh, my experience in business analysis was not the greatest, um, I succeeded. I mean, I, I, I just uh, worked smart, not very hard, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I gained all the, the knowledge that I needed from from those relationships or from those people that I had met and they were just, I was shadowing them. I was just 
um, getting as much, much knowledge from those people as possible. Uh, so yeah, it goes back to, to relationships uh, again. And that is so cool. And would you attribute that to a part of, I mean, you became the very first um, a quality assurance analyst in the organization. And this is no small organization we're talking about. Same sort of, uh, of theme, relationship building, learning and applying. Well, and also seizing the opportunity. Right. I mean, I saw the opportunity to uh, build a team and you cannot build, build a team without the first person to be that or to do that role, right? So I went and talked to, to my supervisor and I said, you know what, we have a, a great opportunity here. Um, I know that we would need to sell uh, this business case to to our business, but I think there's a great opportunity and, and quality assurance is huge and it's super important. So we are uh, developing software, but we're not uh, doing the best we can or even applying quality assurance best practices. So I said, we really need to look into this. So it took me a good six months to to finally sell the idea, get everyone on board. And yeah, six months later, they named me the, the, quality, the first quality assurance analyst at the company. And now we are six. We, we are a team of six people here. Mm. And yeah, it, it is fantastic. It feels great to be, to be part of this team. Well, you, you, listen, my friend, the entrepreneur didn't leave you when you joined Sovereign, that's for sure. Just by that alone, you seized that, you saw that opportunity, you seized it, and you took advantage. Did the selling, did the marketing, and now, of course, are delivering on the servers. So congratulations, Owen. That um, I uh, and and you know that that whole I remember a long time ago I did a, a, a test where it talked about my my style and so on and what it came down to is most organizations are very analytical driven and obviously what you do has some analytics associated with it but the creativity innovation was a key piece that they were missing and so uh, again Sovereign's lucky to have you that brings both of those pl- uh, traits to uh, to play I want to talk to you about the leader of your team. Uh, and again, bridge this to the journey of the entrepreneur. How do you approach culture in building your team? Well, b- before approaching culture, like I, I had to to learn um, all about our culture, and we went through a huge cultural shift here. Uh, the our, our department when I first started five years ago, um, we only had about 23, 25 people. Right now, we have approximately 70 people in our team. So the growth has been humongous, and we've been going through a lot of changes. So with, with change, obviously, there's always going to be resistance to it. So my approach has always been to motivate people around me, to inspire people around me in any way I can. So one thing that I do, and I'm not even a, a team lead or, or a manager here, but one thing that I do is every morning, I sent a motivational message to my team, just to get them started uh, on on that particular week, and remind them that you know what, if we collaborate, we just achieve great things together. So yeah, I mean, the idea is to keep the group engaged. Uh, the more engaged you keep the group, the better the results. The more productive the whole group is. Yeah, beautiful, and 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 they regard it as a team effort because they appreciate they're each a critical part of that. So, what's your favorite quote that you would have sent them, or one of them that you can say this one? Oh, really, one. Yeah, yeah. There's one that that I've sent multiple times, and <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. I cannot remember who said it, but it goes along the lines of. Um, uh, it always seems impossible till you do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's so true. Yeah. Like, 
and I that one resonates with me so much because I remember in 2003 when I first moved to the states, I didn't know a word of English. I remember getting really? to the airport and, and yeah, nothing. And and I remember getting to the airport, and <laughs> uh, this whole family was picking me up because I was uh, I enrolled in a. Um, exchange student program yes and the, the whole the, the the one thing i could say was hello and then i was just nodding my head and i don't even know what they were saying <laughs> yeah. right so you know what i i remember that first year my parents were saying well uh we don't know if you're going to be able to stay there for for university just because i mean it's it's hard yes right yes it's, it's it's pretty hard i mean it's not even the language you have to learn it first and then, yeah, I know I know that you are an ambitious person, but I mean, be realistic. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to be realistic. <laughs> Forget it. I want to be I want to be uh, be part of one of the best schools I can. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember uh, going into that and, and applying to different universities. And yeah, I ended up uh, I was accepted into uh, three big universities in the states: Michigan State University, Notre Dame and Penn State and wow. I ended up choosing Michigan State and I absolutely loved it and and I remember the the day that I got accepted to all those universities I I called my dad and I said you know what you are putting limitations on me but here you go like yeah this is what you need to do yeah that's beautiful so from from then on he was he was more encouraging sure sure now Michigan State isn't that the home of the Super Bowl champion Tom Brady uh, nope, the, that's actually University of Michigan. <laughs> that's which, right, which are our rivals. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's you know it is funny because in the United or in Canada we don't have uh, we don't have Michigan we don't have Calgary State and then Calgary uh, University. We just have the University of Calgary a little bit. So this whole concept of of these two universities with the same names almost, but they're cousins, is, is kind of foreign to me. Anyway, let's dive into securing business and what do you what do entrepreneurs need to know about securing their business today? Well, uh, you will always have competition and you need to make sure that um, your services are ind indispensable to your clients. So how do you make yourself indispensable? Well, like I said before, um, you need to understand and accept the fact that client satisfaction is more important than profits. Keeping a client uh, w uh, will be more profitable in the long run, meaning um, if, if you keep that client and keep getting their business, even though not every time you're going to be making money out of every single transaction, in the long run, you are going to be profitable. So client satisfaction is huge. So yeah, that, that's one way. I mean, you need to differentiate yourself and again, just make yourself indispensable to that particular customer or client. How do you, how do you suggest somebody measure that? Uh, you know, I'm not a very, I'm not a survey guy, uh, even though I know we have to measure that stuff. What are some easy hacks in your opinion that people can use to, to, to do exactly like, like you just said, measure that or, or watch that customer satisfaction piece? Yeah, with the customer satisfaction, uh, one thing that I would uh, do uh, every single week, I would uh, visit every single client that I had. And I would just uh, engage in very casual conversations and try to gauge how happy or uh, or dissatisfied they were with the services that we were providing. So always keeping that open communication, um, always uh, asking for feedback. Feedback is huge. So if you're open to, to the getting that feedback, then you, you have all the information that you need right there. So in terms of measurements, it, it's hard to, to put a number on it. 
um, it, it's it's very hard. But I think when your when your clients can trust you with absolutely everything, and you get calls all the time, and they are asking for your advice, that's probably the best way to measure it. Mm, I love it. You know, again, getting back to that dating analogy, and uh, I, I'm kind of I'm speaking t- to you, but I'm really it's a it's a broadcast conversation here to the audience. Is that uh, this whole thing of of going and talking? This whole aspect of listening to your customer, it's really part of the dating process. You, you say you're, you moved to, uh, to the United States to, with your wife or Canada? Uh, with my wife to Canada. Yeah, so, uh, so you, you have a relationship that is deeper than simply a date now. And the way you keep it going, the foundation solid, is by, by visiting and by listening. And so why should it be any different when it comes to customers that we rely on as part of the necessity of our life? And can you talk to that and reflect on that? Yeah. Of course, and I'll go back again to to the part of feedback. A lot of people are afraid to ask for feedback, and most people don't even know how to accept feedback because when they hear about it, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm being criticized and they get all closed off. That's That's not the right approach. You need to approach it in the most humble way possible. You need to know that you can definitely help them if you listen to what they're saying. Um, so there's ways, there's good ways to provide feedback and there's good ways, um, to uh, receive that feedback. So you, like I said before, you have to be open-minded, um, but listen to them. It's just like listening to your wife. If you really pay attention, then she's going to be happy about it. If you're not paying attention, then forget about, uh, uh, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I love it. You know, actually, I heard another statement that I, I kind of, because I always say, what about the guys now? Why can't they be happy? And I saw something I'm going to say about a month and a half ago, and it says, happy spouse, happy house. And I thought that works better for me. Everybody gets some attention and some love. <laughs> there we go. There yeah, we go. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so, you know, are uh, are there any hacks that you would recommend? Technologies that uh, that we can use to stay secure. With that theme, we're just talking about that uh, that maybe what you're using as in your profession to to stay in contact, listen, respond, whatever. Yeah, for entrepreneurs, I mean, uh, instead of recommending any kind of technology, I would say that hiring the right people and creating the right culture within your organization is more important because you can teach anyone how to uh, work with with the technology. So there are three uh, pillars that I would definitely uh, recommend that everyone works on, and that is people, technology, and processes. So if you focus on those three and you kind of like set levels and targets for where you want to be with those three, you're not going to have any issues. So going back to the to the technologies uh, nowadays i mean the first thing you need is a good website and great social media presence because that's uh, two channels or multiple channels of communication and again that's how you get in first like in, in touch with with your clients or potential clients Okay, so I was waiting for the continuation of that. So, uh, so, so when it comes to uh, that continuation, uh, I see a lot of people kind of doing the same old, same old. I'm one of the ones that says, you know, 
make it different. Spice it up a bit. How do you spice it up a bit? Uh, how do you do a little different so that your clients are engaged with the relationship? Okay, let me take some time to think about this one. <laughs> okay, and, and look, while you're thinking about that, I'll, I'll make a reference point to, uh, and, and again, I'm recording this, so it's okay to give some thought to yeah. it. I always say to, to, to people, okay, everybody sends birthday cards and Christmas cards. Why don't you send a New Year's Eve card? Why don't you send, uh, you know, happy bar mitzvah, whatever it is. It's just those small little adjustments that build the relationship because you're doing things differently. When it comes to listening, maybe you just do it a different way because continuation of the relationship is, is to me, where, where really the golden nuggets are created. Not in the beginning. I always say a, a sale, the first sale is nice, but the seventh sale is really awesome because it means that you're doing something really solid with nurturing, developing, and growing that relationship. Yeah, and I, you know what? I just thought of a great example cool. that it, I, I just completely forgot that <laughs> we used to do. Yes. But yeah, no, we, w one thing that we used to do every year was put together a, a, a tournament for a different sporting event. Yes. So we started with soccer, then we moved on to golf, then we would do tennis, and we would invite our clients, and they would be part of it. And again, just because you're outside of work, I guess, work environment, um, we were still having those great conversations. It was more on a personal level. Mm. They get to know you. They net, they get to know the people that you work with. They even get to know your family and, and, and friends. And and that was a great way to get closer to those people. And and again, it goes back to that trust. I mean, once they, once they, they see you being a little bit vulnerable, I guess, and sharing more of yourself, then they, they identify with that. And, and then the relationship just gets stronger and stronger. You know, I've always, I like, I like your comment on this. Um, as you're referencing that point of that social setting, when, I mean, if, if you and I started hanging out, the best way we're going to get to know each other and appreciate each other and connect with each other is really those social settings when your proverbial hair is lit down. And that's where the relationships really, really uh, uh, start to cement. So, and we know that as, as, as the, you know, the, the non, you know, what they call working as the play rivers and the play Ignacio. So why can't we accept that? with work why do we as a society look oh my gosh look at those two they're out playing again no what we're doing is we're developing relationships so we can work better together also why do you think there's that disconnect between play and work in uh, using that particular term and maybe you don't see that but I, I see it all the time oh he's he's out golfing well, no i'm developing a relationship yes it happens to be golf but uh, anyway I, I think you understand my point yeah, no, and, and I completely agree. It's just a society thing. They, mm. they come up with all these rules or unspoken agreements, and it makes no sense. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. You need to build those relationships to get to the results that you want, to get what you need. Um, and, and again, they have to be reciprocal. That person that you're meeting or, or playing golf with, he or she, they're going to benefit from, from you and vice versa, right? So Ignacio, I want to know about you for a bit. What's the what's your uh, favorite all-time book 
that can have some reference point to business. For example, one of my all-time books, I love it, Cain and Abel, written by Judge Jeffrey Archer. You know, totally, totally uh, fictional. But man, some of the some of the lessons you learn as a business person in it were really, really cool. Is there anything that you've experienced with one of those? Yeah, that's the one that is so cool. Well, the only book that comes to mind, and it's going to sound funny because I read it back in university, uh, but it really resonated <laughs> with me. And it doesn't okay. have a lot to do with business, but it helped me a lot. Okay. It was pro- Project Management for Dummies. <laughs> I do not remember who wrote it, <laughs> but it really helped me because, again, even for project managers, you need to build those relationships with stakeholders and, and everyone around your project so that you can gain their trust and then do whatever that you need to do. Um, but yeah, again, building those relationships is, mm-hmm. is a major component. So that one really resonated with me. Uh, I've read multiple uh, documents. They're not specifically books, but documents from um, Warren Buffett. Okay. And I really love his his whole Neat. way of thinking. Uh, he's, he's all about uh, effectiveness. Yes. He's all about... Um, uh, what is it? Effectiveness and, and product, uh, productiveness. Yes. Um, he thinks that in a very simple way. He he always says that um, why would you spend money on something that you don't need? Yeah. Uh, spend money on things that make you happy. Yes. Um, so he has a lot of things uh, that I have learned from. And yeah, a lot of his uh, documents and articles are absolutely fantastic. So I would highly recommend those. Thank you for that share. Well, you know, a lot of the theme of our conversation today has been relationships. And here's one thing you've done for me. I want to hang out with you, man. You're you're a cool guy. Likewise. Uh, thank you. And we connect at a really neat level. And uh, so, so I want to know, and our audience wants to know, how can we hang out with you? LinkedIn profiles. How do? You, what's the best way to hang out with Ignacio? Well, yeah. I mean, anyone, feel free to contact me through LinkedIn. Uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, in Instagram, you're going to see that I'm actually a photographer as well. Um, Neat. So, yeah, I mean, those two ways and Facebook, of course. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would love to to get to know people and listeners. Um, I actually attend a lot of networking events in Calgary. Uh, yes. Our, our libraries put together uh, different networking events, uh, different nights of the week. Uh, and I also attend a lot of uh, networking events with different entrepreneurs around the city. Um, so there's always meetup groups, um, Facebook groups, and well, now a lot of people are using WhatsApp groups. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, feel free to contact me and yeah, I'll invite you to those events. And, and so we make sure we get the spelling of, of, uh, how to contact you. Can you tell our audience on LinkedIn, what's your, uh, what's your spelling to get access to your, or to your LinkedIn profile? So my first name is Ignacio and is I-G-N-A-C-I-O. And the last name is Otati. So it's O-T-T-A-T-I. So, and you're not going to find too many people with my name. So it should be good. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, listen, my friend, I uh, I have so much enjoyed this conversation. I, uh, I look forward to the opportunity to hang out with you. And I've just sent a connect post to you because I want to hang out with you again and again. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Uh, It's been a real privilege and a pleasure to have this conversation. Thank you, Rivers. It it was an absolute pleasure for me. So I I really hope that we can at some point uh, hang out together. That'd be a lot of fun. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. 
Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 